The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're often told to cultivate an attitude of acceptance in our lives while simultaneously being told to push through and make a change. This episode, we delve deeper into exactly what accepting something means because it can mean more than one thing. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian-American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. So glad you joined us. We have a cat that just joined us too. Bear is here in the studio and... Mm-hmm. We wanted to share that we are recording this how many days before official summer? Three days. Three days. Right? Okay. I think, if I'm believing the calendar, because unfortunately, um, us human beings here of the type that listen to podcasts have lost the yeah. ability to relate to the natural world, <sighs> knowing things like solstices and moons and such. So the calendar, the paper calendar, yeah, paper, not digital, um, tells me, yeah, we're going to have our summer solstice in a few days. And as we're recording this, mm-hmm. I will say it's very dark and overcast, much like a winter day in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> where you might have a cocoa in hand and blankets Oh, gosh. The cat is just Hold causing <laughs> things to fall over on the table, but he's being, All right. he's he's okay being very now. quiet while he's doing it. Though. Yes. yes. All right. But tell them what happened yesterday. That was a shock. We wanted to share this with you because we were just so shocked and amused, um, but also grateful to have a roof over our heads because after a whole day of just very mild weather, again, a few days before the summer solstice, we had a big ass hail and thunderstorm. Yeah. Hail. Yeah. Like big balls of it. Big balls. And loud thunder. Like really loud thunder. Nuggets. Yes. And earlier that day when we were driving around, I was seeing some of the fall trees that are orange. Oh, you mean like those deciduous type of trees yes. and the leaves seem to be turning to the fall colors. Some of the leaves were turning orange. Even though it was late spring. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. See, we live it's, in... It's a crazy... Well... The weather has been crazy. Well... The plants yeah. have been less predictable because I think they're confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Th- these are... Uh, this is what it's like to live in the climate era, I suppose. Okay. And I know we're going to be talking about surrender today. Acceptance. Acceptance and surrender. And something that I just thought of now, because we just said, you know, the plants have been kind of confused. So where I've been a little confused is with the whole genes issue. Oh, the whole like not DNA, not those genes. genes. No, right now I'm speaking denim. of denim jeans that you wear. And how that has made a complete shift. And maybe it's been happening for a while. But I have had to roll into acceptance of getting rid of the skinny jean and embracing anything that's not a skinny jean. Because from what I understand, first I was confused. Is it a wide? <laughs> you were confused. Okay. I was confused. Yeah. Is it okay. a wide leg? Is, is it a, um, you know... Is it a tapered leg, but just not a skinny? Is it just a straight leg? Or is it a boyfriend jean? You know, it's like there's so many types of jeans. I don't and even I was, understand all I of was those like, words. I don't know what's happening. But all of a sudden on my Instagram, I started seeing all these posts of people saying, you want to know how to age yourself? Wear skinny jeans. <laughs> Continue wearing skinny jeans. And that's supposed to scare you. And I got scared and I thought, oh, oh, okay, let me, okay, Instagram is like thinking I need to see this content. So let me look at it. And so then it was very helpful to realize that it is okay to wear (laughs) jeans, any jean, except skinny jeans. Okay, so this has been a public service announcement. <laughs> yes. Anyone else, so don't because there might be, be somebody stressed. listening who was confused and now you just help them out. Yeah, so don't be stressed about like, can I wear a flare? Can I wear a white? Just wear anything but a skinny jean. And, and you are confident in this conclusion because like, who are the authorities that, that you know. have... I just cross-referenced Okay, posts, so this but, is after, after cross-referencing many... But I like the freedom many, of that. Yes, I like Outlets. the freedom of that. You okay. know, yeah. it's like, okay. That's good. And, I like freedom. And the skinny jean has hung around for a very long time mm-hmm. because I remember when they first made an appearance, I resisted them. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Oh, that's like the most unflattering cut ever. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. are a pear shaped person okay. and you are going to taper yourself down to the skin mm-hmm. of your ankles, <laughs> <laughs> you're only accentuating the pair, the well, pear shapeliness, that's, and that's why that's which why you is not want bad. But but I if, mean, if you don't, if you prefer not to be fl- a pair, fly the pear flag, right? But then that's why it really comes in handy to be able to have like really long uh, tops in that situation, which is no longer current. So maybe I should stop talking about it. I mean, is the long top? Yeah, I don't know. We are really not the people to be talking about this, but I just wanted to bring up (laughs) because that's been my recent confusion. 
And there is a level of acceptance and surrender I've had to have on a very light, fun level to help prime us all for this episode. Uh, So why don't we... You know, our topics come in handy for all levels of engaging with life. Very true. So that was the fashion level. Now we'll move on to the rest of the levels. Let's do it. Sorry if we sounded a little distracted towards the tail end of that last segment there. Um, Our cat bear jumped off the table and headed to the couch. And we were like, what is he seeing in the couch? He caught a moth. So Bear is having a good day today. Moth hunting. And, you know, I just want to add one thing with the jeans situation. Oh, okay. Okay, back to the jeans. I think we know by now, just keep your clothes, you know? If you plan to live Just keep it and just pack it away in a box, and then you'll be able to just, you know, as styles change and rotate, you'll be able to go Mm -hmm. and... You're like, I got this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That reminds me of when if you plan first... if you plan to live long enough, mm-hmm. and if you've already lived a length of time, mm-hmm. you should have every jean style. Yeah, there is. Right. That reminds me of when we were planning to move up to here to to the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. but where we had lived in Southern California for a while, and before that, we we're just born and raised in Hawaii, so we had no you know firsthand experience with living in a climate where snow is possible. Ice oh, is gosh. possible. Right. And Portland, right. Portland, Oregon, you know, it's not known for being like super uh, cold or anything like that, but still, it's yeah. possible. So, <laughs> yeah. So I remember researching the heck out of it online, and I bought this big thing for the car, this big, long, like telescoping, extendable thing that had a brush on one end. And, oh, for uh, this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a, chisel thing on the other end for, you know, if, if your car gets snowed on mm-hmm, in a big mm-hmm. way or ice, you know, gets the doors frozen shut. And, and right after we moved here, I started to feel a little silly <laughs> because it was overkill. Yeah, it was overkill. But, but then we had this massive historic for us in Portland yeah. uh, snowstorm. And I felt so proud of myself. I was so excited. I got into my furry yeah. boots with the laces up high and I got that thing out. Of, I got that tool out and I was like, I got this. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> using it on the car and feeling all like, ooh, this is a snowy place. Yeah. Yeah. So do that with your jeans. Do that with your jeans. And you say, I got this. All right. So surrender, acceptance. So... What do we think about, well, when you think of the word surrender, which is why I think you change it to acceptance, right? Well, all of these things, all of these things are interrelated, right? It's, but the thing Sien and I agreed on when we started talking about this topic is that it it seems like in the mainstream culture, this idea of acceptance and, or surrender, you know, to a, situation or to an environment or whatever it's it's not treated with a level of nuance that we would like to discuss Mm. right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get more specific when we use the word acceptance I don't think we 
take the time to make a distinction between there being, there's at least two kinds of acceptance. One is resignation. It's like, it's deflated of energy. It's your Mm -hmm. shoulders are down and you feel defeated and you're just going to accept. And that, but that, that level Mm -hmm. of acceptance Mm -hmm. is what I think most people think about when they think of surrender. Yes. In general. Right. The white flag. Okay, you win. Getting the short end of the stick. Being a loser. And all of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that that was painful (laughs) that you said that. And we'll go in. Well, I wanted wanted to also. As an empath. I just want to say. (laughs) I also wanted to go into why why that is. But but let's talk about this, at least the second type of acceptance. Which I think is very possible to have a very conscious, eyes wide open, looking, looking it square in the face, a proactive kind of acceptance. Like it's more of an assessment. It's mm. a more of a clear eyed assessment mm-hmm. of the situation. Like when you think of an, an emergency happening, like yeah. our friends cut, cut his finger in the kitchen yesterday and acceptance is like, okay, I cut my finger. I'm present. What am I going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he went down to urgent care, you know, did the whole kept pressure on it, but that's a, that's what acceptance I think can also look like is you're accepting the situation. That's, that's kind of a weird example, but it happened yesterday. I think that's, that example is very clear Mm -hmm. though for people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's tricky in our culture because our culture glorifies competition, which is why there's no end of TV shows that are competition TV shows. They turn singing into a competition and baking into a competition and, you know, having a a house into a competition. Everything's a competition. Our society glorifies that. And... It glorifies the winner. And so when we use terms like surrender or acceptance, it, it, it doesn't we, feel as satisfying. Yeah, you feel like, because <laughs> in our culture, you, there is a glorification of res, resisting mm-hmm. and pushing back. Pushing. And, and yep. standing up yep. and not accepting it. I'm not going to take it. Yep. No, I'm rising up. I'm standing up. And, that, and that's when we all go, yay! Yeah, that's the culture we live in. And I think there is... A- I know, but you got to love a good cupcake wars. That's the There's thing, There's a place right? for it. That's There's the a thing. place for I, exactly. it. It's fun. Exactly. And the I adrenaline. Think, and I think there is, there is a healthy place for that yeah. in the development of a healthy human being. Mm-hmm. This whole idea of being a hero. Like, you're the hero of your life. And all the cupcake... People, Are right? you going to defend the cupcakes? Well, okay. no. At, on Cupcake Wars, mm-hmm. like how you're saying, there's a place for it mm-hmm. in the healthy development of a person mm-hmm. because on that show, not everyone gets an award for just being there. <laughs> they work really hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. They're yes, competing yes. on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. And someone will be a winner. They will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And that is part of 
a and it gives you a good feeling. Yes, yeah. it gives you a good feeling. Mm-hmm. You 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 do want to. I think it is healthy and admirable and essential to develop that appetite for overcoming. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think our culture has been stunted by not moving past that. Yeah, and not incorporating that into a larger evolution. Mm-hmm. I agree. The way I see it is like, like, didn't you witness on Instagram recently some chicks hatching? <laughs> Sienna kept telling me yes. about... I have to go see if the rest of the eggs hatched. She follows these people that were raising <laughs> chickens and like they had a bunch of chicks that just peck their way out of the eggshell. And that's they're pecking out of the eggshell or like the butterfly has to get out of the cocoon and it's hard work. It looks like it's really hard work for that chick to do that. And they, but they need to go through it mm-hmm. in, as part of their development. Yeah. But once they're out of the shell and they've developed that grit, they've developed that kind of inner fortitude, mm-hmm. if they continue, if we continue going through our life thinking that everything needs to be beaten down and opposed and overcome and treated like it's something to be vanquished. That's when you call that person a bully. Our culture, I think our culture, whoa, we need to learn how to see this whole idea of being a hero and overcoming and being a winner as, as part of, okay, that's good. That's good for now. But now, now that you've developed what that else? inner fortitude. It's like, what else, I well, think? Well, now that you've developed that inner fortitude and that grit, what is it going to be in service to? And actually, unfortunately, I think because, thank God, most of us are not overt bullies to other people. I think what we do is we internalize this message of you got to be the hero of your own life, you know, mm. hero and villain. And, and we turn that idea into um, kind of bullying ourselves. Yeah. Like compete against yourself. You got to be better than you were yesterday. And, you know, yeah. and although again, it's like, I don't There's think There's a place for that. Yeah. I don't yes. think that's a bad message, it's but balance. I think we again, just get so caught up in like that, that message to me is kind of like, it's like training wheels. Mm. It's helpful. We need it to develop, but it's like that feather for Dumbo, right? Training wheels. It's, you use it, you learn from it, and then you take the training wheels off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't bully, our, don't bully yourself into thinking that you have to be the hero and conquer everything all the time. Yeah. And that's where acceptance comes in. It's like, also learn Accept, accept. Mm-hmm. you know, sit, sit with it, make friends with it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to overcome. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know for myself that I feel like there have been various situations that I want to change, mm-hmm. you know, which, which on one hand could be seen as I'm not accepting the situation at hand. Yes. On one hand. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, And I know in my unhealthier manifestations of relating to that, I would figure out a way to change it. How am I going to change this? Oh my God, 
I got to change this. Okay, how long is it going to take to change this? Okay, I have to put a plan together. Oh my gosh, this is a long plan. How am I going to get it done? And when am I going to get it done by? Oh my God, it's going to take six months to a year? Mm. How the heck am I going to do that? Mm. Okay, well, I got to do it. So let's start structuring the calendar. And then I'm listing everything I need to do Mm -hmm. in order to change this thing. Mm -hmm. And how stressful is that? (laughs) How stressful is that? Like just thinking Mm. about that. That is, that tends to be my normal. Would you say that was your normal? I know it's changing. It's in the process of changing because Mm -hmm. I also do realize that there are parts of me that love to learn and love to, and I love to grow and move from one place to another place. For me, that's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, those parts of me, but it can turn into an unhealthy obsession. Like a (laughs) self-flagellation, like why aren't I there already kind of thing. It's a lot. It's like like this vicious cycle. And, um, I realized that as I'm getting older and as I'm looking at my life in different ways, in terms of, especially in terms of time, how I want to spend my time. I feel like I've been allowing more room for for spontaneity, for things, for doing things that aren't necessarily on my to do list, Mm. but that provide value. So, which is great for me because I I tend not to be very flexible. Mm. I have my to do list; nothing's going to get in the way. I got to do these five things today, you know? Yeah. But after doing that for days on end, Mm -hmm. you need a break. I need a break. Yeah, yeah. You know, I need to, I need the space Mm -hmm. to refill the well. I need to do something different. I need just a breather. Mm -hmm. So like recently, recently I had a whole bunch of things on my to-do list. Not uncommon. I have that. That's happening. And then all of a sudden, I noticed, oh, gosh, I would just love to go get ice cream from an ice cream truck and walk around. (laughs) And here's the thing. I'm I'm not like an ice cream person. I don't even remember the last time I went and bought ice cream whether from a grocery store, let alone an ice cream shop with a, a cone, buying a single scoop cone. I don't even remember. And when this thought came through, I noticed it. I think normally I wouldn't have noticed it. I think there have been many ice cream moments that I've just not noticed because I've been so blinded by my to-do list hmm. and that you know, that active like pushing and getting from here to there and just not surrendering or accepting a situation and allowing active acceptance, active acceptance, Okay. you know, and allowing the space around that. It's been so on the extreme. So, but because I have been more engaged in an active acceptance and surrendering mm-hmm. peppered throughout my days. Yeah. I was able to notice that suggest, suggestion of 
I think ice you want to go get ice cream. Yeah, go get it. So then I mentioned it to Toast and I said, hey, why don't we go get an ice cream cone? And, and, and I was like, hum? <laughs> and I was just delighted. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So we did. <laughs> we went out. We went, we found a, um, a local like ice cream, what is it? A little ice cream truck in some of those food cart areas here in Portland. It was, it was one in Selwood. Um, do you remember what it was called? It was called Hurry Back Ice Cream. Hurry Back Ice Cream, yeah. And I had a fantastic espresso, a non-dairy espresso ice cream on a gluten-free cone. Mm -hmm. Didn't even know they had gluten-free cones. It was great. It was so delicious. It was, and it was good. so fun walking around with an ice cream cone. When I mean, that makes me think of childhood walking right. around with an ice cream cone, yeah. and then toast. Toast was win the winner of the day because tell tell about I, that flavor. I almost got vanilla, which I'm sure would have been yeah, why? great too. Yeah. But why? No, yeah. Well, vanilla is one of my favorites. But anyways, the last item on their handwritten list was root beer float. Yeah. And that caught my attention enough for me to get the pro dairy root beer float. That was and fabulous. It kind of knocked us off our ass. It was so good. Oh my god! It is exactly what you think of a root beer float. Yeah, it tastes in an like ice root cream beer float. flavor. Yeah. It was so fantastic. Yeah. So here we are walking around this beautiful little neighborhood. Uh, on a beautiful our, spring day, no hailstorms at nope, all. Nope. Walking around with other people from the neighborhood, outside of the neighborhood, eating our ice cream cone. We found a nice bench in the shade. We ate it. And then after that, we walked into a few antique shops. What a wonderful afternoon. Mm -hmm. That was not planned. It was not on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. But it definitely was very fueling. Mm -hmm. It was humane. And just a nice it, day. It was like it full created, of humanity. Yes. And it yeah. created a really nice, a really nice uh, memory and moment mm -hmm. versus, I don't, I don't even know what was on my to-do list, you know? Mm -hmm. So I am learning. All that to say, I'm definitely learning a new way of being with active, with an active and engaged acceptance of what my life is. I think so much of the power of using a to-do list in this kind of open way, like you're using the to-do list as a tool, mm -hmm. not as a master. Right, but no? before it was like a master. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have found, I think I've, I can relate to what you're saying as far as how using a to-do list feels. Mm -hmm. Because... I used to get really excited, too, about all these productivity systems and all that kind of thing, you know. Um, and I still can. But I, I definitely experienced just the psychological experience of using a to-do list and in, in a way that made me feel like a machine. Mm. And I would, yeah, I would have my to-dos and I would, Tick the first one off. Okay, ne next thing. Okay, next. Okay, next thing. Boom. You know, next thing. Boom. Mm -hmm. And I would just start to feel like I was a factory. Uh, uh, and I don't know if that's how 
it kind of felt to you. But, you know, when you have that picture of yourself being a machine, mm-hmm. being a factory, I mean, that, that, that whole idea of the man as a machine and the body as a body as a biological machine, just that comes from the industrial age, right? Factory rising everything, everything's an assembly line and the more you can put through it, the better Mm. and all that. But, but we're not machines. We're not machines. Life is not a machine. It's alive. And, and, and so having that allowing and accepting that, uh, that magic part of like, yeah. what's going to drop in? I don't know. Ice cream. Oh, oh, ice cream. Right. Oh, creating the space, creating like, the space for that. Yeah. That's human, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's not a machine. Machine won't do that. I, w- I will still say that I am pro to-do list. Yes. So I'm not oh, yeah. completely. Me too. I am not completely Absolutely. throwing it out. For right. me personally, no. a list is I work better with a list. Me too. I think it's just having that different relationship with it, like it, you're saying. Exactly. You know? Um, yeah. You notice yeah. my lists are on post-its throughout the house. I just have little, like... There are post-its everywhere. I have little... Do this. Yeah. Do that. And I'm like, um, me can we do. corral the post-it? Can we have a post-it area? <laughs> 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 but I guess I could just surrender to your postage. I could do that. Middle of both. All right. All right. So hope you enjoyed and got something out of our little rambling talk about acceptance. Hope you accepted that. Um, And we wish you no hailstorms. We wish you no thunderstorms in the coming days. We hope you're going to be enjoying summertime. Because by the time you hear this, it is probably summer. As always, we end this episode by encouraging you... Live your love story. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.